What's up, everybody? This is Judith. I hope you're listening to Mad Love. I wanted to podcast yesterday. I did not get a chance to podcast yesterday. I was busy from uh, morning to afternoon, uh, morning till evening. And then, of course, I'm super sleepy right now because my body has been up probably since about, here we go, I haven't yard all morning. I'm so sorry. But I'm not editing it out. This is this is me unfiltered because I've been up. I actually got some sleep. She didn't sleep at all. My mom has been up probably since about 11, 8, uh, 11 p.m. last night. And uh, she was just on one. So this would put her, you know. And so I say 11 because that's when I became aware that she wasn't asleep. So who knows how long she's been awake because um, I put her in bed and turned out the light and we took all of our medicine and everything and uh you know a couple hours later she was wide awake it's the craziest thing and she's tired and I know she's tired and it's just she gets aggressive and grouchy and confused and uh and then my instinct is to to go to logic and be like logically clearly that's not happening or whatever you know which is not what dementia patients need. So I'm actually pretty exhausted. I mean, I got, I probably got about five or six hours of sleep, believe it or not, but um, it was all broken and interrupted and I just can't stand that. Um, Listen, I'm taking a lot of stuff with me to 2023, but this isn't it. There has got to be a more permanent solution, uh, more help. Uh, I'd, I'd be fine if she were in, a, a place, a good place with good care and a good team, and they can walk around with her all night. I don't, I don't want to do this, you know. And I just feel like we're getting to the point where it's either her or me. I've done the good daughter thing. I've done everything I know how to do, and I'm just, uh, I'm at the end of my rope. Which leads me to my next really, really big point, which is, you hear all these stories about Jen. Uh, X or no, we're Gen X. Gen Z doesn't want to work. Uh, millennials don't have the same goals. C- people are quiet, quitting. All I have to say is this I'm not suggesting doing anything illegal, but you need to figure out how to pay your bills and stack cash because someone in your family is going to need this kind of care. It may be you. Pay attention. You need money. And even if you come up with a shortcut and move to a country that's less expensive, I don't know why anybody would do that. I wouldn't do that. But, you know, America is not number one in a lot of stuff, but I don't want to go someplace where the health care is not top notch, especially as I get older. And uh, there's a lot of things wrong in America, no doubt. But, you know, I trust our medical system. And it's broken. It's terrible. But I trust the doctors to, you know, do the best medical work in the world. I just feel that way. And I could be wrong. Um, But it doesn't matter. Wherever you are, you need money. You need currency. Make money. And I just get frustrated because, you know, I actually had a coworker. And she, at this time, like four or five years ago, her son was at a, like about 11, 12. And, you know, she was stuck at a certain amount of money. And 
there was always this talk, well, when I retire, you know, the office manager was like, when I retire, you can take my job. Well, that person is still here. And my friend, I was like, you need money. You got a son. You're a single mom. You got a, he's getting into teen years. And basically, I told her the type of job I thought she'd be good at. She found one and now makes about $20,000 more, gets bonuses, all of that. And, you know, I think that's important. I think the message is true for all of us, but especially women. You need more money. You're probably going to have to be the caregiver of someone, a husband, a, a partner, a parent, maybe even a child, maybe even yourself. You might need to make plans for your own care. But obviously COVID shows our system has a lot of limitations. When I say I think America has the best medical system, I'm not absolving it of its issues. Clearly COVID proved that it is under strain and it's not an innovation place. It's where you go to receive some care. But if if it's not, um, you know, something more specialized, I don't understand why dementia doesn't get more more uh, special, specialized attention. You know, for all these urgent cares, why aren't there dementia care buildings? This this diagnosis goes up 50% every five years. And it's going to reach an apex because we're about to have all these old people. They're going to be, we're going to have some of the oldest people that we've ever had in this country by number. Those boomers, they're getting older every day, 70, 80. And that's when all this starts to show up. And it's, I mean, I think I read yesterday that by 85, even if you haven't had dementia symptoms, cognitive decline is 50% more likely to happen over 85. And, you know, they've managed to figure out how to keep you alive longer but we're at a point where we can seriously outlive our brains. That is terrifying. It should It's terrifying to me. It should be terrifying to you, too. So anyway, make money. Make a lot of money. I don't understand this whole notion where people can be so cavalier about money. And I think it's, you know, I'm not into the proverbial they, but there is something going on where people are making really bizarre decisions. And it's almost like we want things to collapse. But take it from me. You don't want that. Work, work smart, work hard, amass some wealth. And this is America. You can do it. And the government's not going to come and steal your money. They're going to tax you, but they're not going to be like, hey, your business is successful. Let me just take it over. We're not a communist country. That's the best part. Anyway, that's my two cents. And I'm super tired and I'm sorry I'm blowing my nose and yawning. But literally, I've been not, I didn't get good rest. And I got to come up with a solution. I'm not doing this for another year. This has been a nightmare. So, yeah. Yeah, I got to come up with something. So, another point I was interested in making, and I wanted to collect my thoughts about it, is... You know, we're getting towards the end of the year, right? You know, I'm always counting down the year for you, and I know you love that. So December, it's a wash. We're done. 2022 is in the books. So you have to decide what stays in 2022 and what's going with you into 2023. What what are you excited about? 
you know, I hope you counted your blessings and counted your victories, you know, that you had a good year this year. But what would you like to see um, be different? I think for me, I definitely want to do a lot less caregiving. Um, In a lot of ways, this is the best chapter of my life, except for this, you know, massive amount of responsibility. That is a burden. Uh, Let's be clear. Uh, I don't think it's a bad thing to admit, like, you know, caring for someone in their senior years is a burden. Um, You know, and my dad was the one who was like, I never want to be a burden. But my mom, she thinks she's been cool with it. I just think she doesn't like getting older. She just really, she has all these control issues. It's weird. So I just want to leave all of that behind. You know, I don't mind managing uh, other people who manage her health care. I just don't want to do it. And I definitely have some creative ideas that I need to spend some time doing. But, I mean, when I tell you the amount of hours that you it all adds up. The amount of hours where you're sitting there trying to fix this person's problems or calm them down or look for their doctors or take them to doctor's appointments or um, fix their ailments. I mean, it, there's no wonder it's literally a full-time job for people. And I'll be honest, I don't see how this is going to end well. You know, you got all these younger people, which I kind of touched on, who don't want to work. They're not interested in working and they certainly don't want to work hard. And being a nurse is hard. But nurses and doctors are going to be in full demand. And I can see why doctors are quitting because, um, you know, it's just like a chop shop. I mean, all you do is see people back to back to back. You get to spend maybe 15 minutes with them. And if you're not really that into it, you know, and, and the person's not really into their own health, it could be a, a miserable existence. And, you know, like I said, it's the same thing with, like, police officers. Yes, all these police officers are quitting. And maybe now you'll get a different type of person who wants to be a police officer. Um, and maybe that will be the beginning of the change that we all want to see in terms of uh, making sure every police officer is a stand-up human being. Because it's just like anything else. There are bad doctors, there's bad police officers, there's bad principals there's bad teachers um so yeah we're just this is a time of transition and I think uh we're in an awakening and I was excited to hear that was happening and I think that was back in 2020 what I didn't uh expect was that it would be so painful you know but it's like anything else healing is a process and when you're actually recovering from something it is uncomfortable and you still feel sick but healing is a process and you you start to feel your body heal but it's hard you know it's 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 kind of a frustrating process at times so I think that's where we are now in humanity and we just have to be better we have to be better to ourselves better to people who love us love the people who love you and really have some respect for humanity and I think that's why we're going through all of this. Did you know Bill Cosby is planning on going on a, a like a comedy tour? That's a dumpster fire waiting. Who wants to see that? And I, I hope he doesn't go because it didn't end well for him the last time. He was just lecturing people. And now, you know, he took that moral high ground. And it's like, oh, yeah, but now we know you're a rapist. 
Are you going to talk about that? Are you going to talk about the rapes? I mean, we're just medieval out here. It may look more modern, but it's not. We are straight in the Middle Ages. It's <laughs> no joke. I thought that yesterday. I was reading something or listening to all these people who had been raped in the film industry and the music industry. And I was like, man, it looks like modern times, but it is straight Middle Ages out here. Very medieval. Ugh. Anyway. That was all. That's all I'm thinking. What are we taking it with us into 2023? What are we leaving in 2022? And, you know, how are we going to win? What's the plan? How are we going to win? Yep. Anyway, I look forward to spending another season with you guys. It will be my sixth season of the podcast. I also uh, want to give a shout out to Start Engine. I submitted um, my pitch deck to try to do some crowdfunding, uh, equity crowdfunding for my uh, car rental startup. And uh, I'll let you know how it goes. I'm excited. Uh, If if they don't want to be a part of it, I truly see, you know, going to Indiegogo or Kickstarter or something, because I believe in this concept and I and I think it'll work. And I think uh, people will want to rent cars this way. And also, it's a good way to advertise my business in a uh, you know, uh, crowdfunding also is a great way to market. And this is a very consumer driven business, uh, renting cars. And, uh, yeah, thank you to everybody who's helped make this a great and amazing year. Uh, all my car renters, all my coworkers, uh, all my friends, all the lovely people who have met me for coffee and breakfast and, uh, tea, I appreciate you. All my friends who drive me back and forth from the airport (laughs) because I rent primarily from the airport and uh, I rent my cars and I almost always need a ride to the airport. So thank you. Ride to or from the airport. So thank you guys. Thank you, everybody. And um, yeah, looking forward to another amazing year. And uh, tomorrow is, yeah, I think we'll get what is a Saturday what day is the first? Saturday is New Year's Eve. Sunday will be the first. Wow. We gotta, we're going to do some things different, and I'm excited. And I hope you are, too. Okay. Be your best. I had a thought yesterday, which I think is... I'm doing this in segments. I I wonder if this will be appealing to people. Um, But I had a thought yesterday. I I have some millennial friends. I I feel like I'm the millennial whisperer. I've been surrounded by people in that age group. And, um, you know, I I just think they're so concerned, some of them, not all of them, but the liberal ones are really concerned about everybody's feelings and everybody feeling included, and that that was the participation gener- participation trophy generation. I'm not of that generation. You know, if you weren't good enough, you didn't get to play, and uh, everybody knew it. And even though I went to Catholic school, I think everybody got some sort of trophy, but it was not like, you know, you we just let you on the team. You had to try out to be on the team and you had to contribute somewhat 
everybody got to play. And uh, you just didn't get a trophy for, for never coming to any of the games or not being any good. Like, you had to try, you know. Um, and that might not be a great example, but you know what I'm saying. Like, this generation is just everybody's got to feel included. Everybody gets a participation trophy. I think when my nephew was playing sports, everybody was very sensitive about not pointing out, even though everyone could see who the good players on the team were, you know. And I remember one lady was anguished because her son, Thomas, loved baseball. And I was like, that's great, except Thomas can't really catch you know, so that's tough. <laughs> it's going to be a tough road. <laughs> she was like, he just loves baseball and they won't play him at second base. And I was like, he can't play second base if he can't catch. I mean, I was young. I was in my 20s and I think I I was more diplomatic than that. But I was like, that's awesome. And I'm glad he has a dream. Maybe, maybe you guys can work on his catching skills because you can't play second base if you can't catch. Um and it was just like her anguish about it. Like my mom never anguished about anything. I wanted to do that badly. And she was just like, oh, he loves it. He sleeps with his glove. And I'm like, maybe I should practice with him. You know, I took my nephew out and practiced. Jeremy, you want to get good at rebounds? Let's practice. I will throw the ball off the wall for about, I don't know, 30 minutes prior to a game or just whenever. And there was one game we did that. I won time we did that we just practiced rebounds and I was like the ball the wall can be the rim like just decide where the ball is going to go based off how it's hitting and you'll get all the rebounds and we did that we would do drills we would you know I don't want to waste my time like I think he could have been a professional athlete at that time in my brain and even if they're not you want to teach them to to be good at things you know And so one thing I think people should be teaching their kids right now is everyone's not going to be included. Everyone's there are going to be people who get excluded. There are going to be people who feel different. There are going to be people who will get made fun of. Everyone is not going to be included. We can't save people from their pain. What you need to teach your kids is, yes, everyone should be able to feel included, but everyone will not be included. So what's your plan if you should not be included, right? That should be the conversation. You know, there will be people who get picked on teams first and everybody won't be. What's your strategy if you don't get picked? You're still a good person. You're still loved. Everything's okay. I'm going to go over here and read a book. Teach your kids to be resilient. Stop making these brittle, soft-ass people and wondering why our everything is collapsing. Everybody is so entitled in America right now. And it's just going to take something horrible happening for people to realize, like, wait a minute, maybe I'm just not tough. And that's not where we want to be. We got to be tougher. And we got to teach our children to be tougher. And that's a point I've been wanting to make, and I keep forgetting. Everyone's not going to be included. And that's okay. We can't keep people from their pain. All right? No matter what your thing is, at times you feel excluded people let you know this is not for you and the reality is that's going to happen it doesn't matter it just happens there there are ignorant terrible people everywhere in charge of things 
So you may not get into the school you want to go to. You may not get to buy the car you want because the person's a racist or a sexist or whatever, whatever it is. Teach people not so much that they have to be included in everything and everyone will think they're special because that's delusional. Teach them to understand that, yes, you should be accepted at all times and all places like a credit card. But there are chances that you won't be. And what do you do then? You don't turn into a school shooter. You say, you know what? If you don't want me, I don't want you. Cool. I'm going to go over here and do me. That's it. We're not teaching people the next step. And that's the problem. All right. I'm done for the day. Be your best.